0: This episode of the culture coach podcast is sponsored by timekeeper financial solutions timekeeper helps creatives and small business owners keep their financial books in order so that you can do what you're great at timekeeperfinancial.com keeping count of what counts Welcome to culture coach a podcast with me nikki Lerner helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come from in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. Hey, 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 everybody. Uh, I am loving uh, the NBA playoffs right now. Um, I don't watch the NBA usually during the regular season um for a number of different reasons that uh I don't really need to get into uh <laughs> right now <laughs> for fear of uh this becoming a sports talk radio um and for those of you who don't know this about me I am a sports junkie uh for the most part NFL is kind of my jam uh I'm also an auto racing fan for those of you uh that don't know uh I love NASCAR formula 1 um been watching a bit more IndyCar uh this year with my husband than normal, but anyway, I'm a sports fan, but I love the NBA playoffs and I love them because I feel like, um, the guys on the teams, uh, they're digging deep. They're really getting into kind of the best of who they are, the best of themselves in the NBA playoffs. And I feel like, um, much like March madness, uh, in a lot of ways, you just never know what you're going to get Uh, both positively and negatively in the NBA playoffs. Now, I live on the East Coast, and uh, like most people on the East Coast who love the NBA Finals, uh, we wish that those West Coast games would not start at 11 p.m., Uh, (laughs) at least 10 p.m. But, oh, my gosh. So my sleep schedule is all off. Let me just say that. My sleep schedule is all off for about two or three months Uh, For the NBA playoffs, because I love to watch these games. So um, I was watching uh, game three in this current series uh, with the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. And uh, if you are watching any of these games as well, you will remember um, that in game three, uh, which was just uh, from this taping uh, several days ago, uh, the Miami Heat gave Boston a beat down oh I mean y'all if you didn't see the game I mean first of all don't go back and try to watch it because um it was a beat down <laughs> but, but it was just a total beat down uh, after a while I started feeling badly for uh the Boston Celtics I mean the Miami Heat beat them by like by like 30 I think or something like that it was crazy Uh, It was a really bad game, so bad that I think it was either in the middle of the third quarter or the beginning of the fourth quarter, uh, the coach started to take out his starters. And so uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they were all on the bench uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, They had just given up and waved the white flag at that point. There was a whole quarter of basketball to play. And so while I'm watching uh, the broadcast one of the announcers said something really interesting to me and uh, I had never heard anybody say it before and it was just so intriguing to me that I couldn't stop thinking about it and it wasn't until a couple of days ago where I thought to myself, "Mm, there's a lesson here for culture work and for people who are becoming multicultural leaders. And so as I'm watching the broadcast, the announcer said lots of things, uh, you know, the announcers, many of them are former players, former coaches, and I can't remember which guy said it, but he said uh, something like this. He said, the Celtics are out here playing with their food. <laughs> and I laughed, like I laughed out loud. When I heard that because it just struck me as so funny, right? The Celtics are out here playing with their food now, I gotta be honest, first of all, I thought, mm, wow, that's whew, that's a rough comment to make, right? Like that is just I mean if you're gonna uh joke on somebody like that's that's bad. Um, but the interesting thing was is that I mean I thought that this description was really odd. uh it made me laugh. I thought it was funny but the, the the much deeper thing is I knew exactly what he meant and that was the power of a powerful analogy is I knew exactly what he meant when he said the Celtics are out here playing with their food. I'm assuming that when I say that, that they're playing with their food, that you got the visual too. You know, for most of us, when we get that visual, you know, it could be a fond memory that came for you personally of when there was something on your plate as a kid uh, that either somebody made you uh, consume or forced you to eat. Uh, Or even now, like when, you know, for those of you that have children, if it's your own children, uh, when you've made dinner or you've cooked something for them and they don't want it, right? Uh, they don't want it. It's on their plate. They don't want it. Um, they sit around. They mess around. Um, and you give it to them. And you know you know that moment where you, you might even say to your child, stop playing with your food, right? Or eat your food or, or whatever it is. The thing about, you know, when we are either, again, uh, someone's given something to us or forced us into something, um, and even when it's something like food, you know we don't really want it in the first place uh, nobody really wants anything that they feel forced to eat you don't want to you don't want to eat what you don't like you know you're looking at that plate it looks weird the texture isn't right it's foreign <laughs> to your current palate Right? Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't like the food that's there. So you know, if you remember, you kind of drag your fork around the plate, and you know, you take your mashed potatoes and you create a mashed potato mountain. If you're lucky you have gravy, you know, now you have an explosion. <laughs> you know, kids wait until their parents aren't looking, and then you just you know kind of grab a piece of broccoli and feed it to the dog, but you know the dog doesn't want it either. You know, you but you play with your food in such a way that it gives the appearance like you've consumed it. But really, you've just kind of moved the food around and reshaped what's already there and you try to stick it out, usually until, you know, your parents are so tired of trying to get you to eat it and trying to present it to you in a certain way that they just give up and then they take your plate and they just throw it away. So the question that came to me as I'm thinking about this idea of playing with your food is are you playing around with cultural diversity work and multicultural leadership the same way that you used to play with your food? I mean, are you, are you just waiting around until people just get tired of it and just kind of throw it away so you don't have to try it. Like are you are you playing the ultimate waiting game with the culture work at your company or your organization? You're just kind of waiting until it goes away and kind of fixes itself? Are you whittling away at your company's budget for this work little by little until there's nothing left for your leaders to actually make any change with? Are you playing with your food? Could somebody say that about you? Is that what it looks like? You know, this idea of uh, this great work that opened up, particularly after the summer of 2020, and we leaned into it hard, and we leaned into, uh all the vision and the change that we can make and all the things. And now um, there are many organizations that are just kind of moving stuff around, right? Waiting for the, the shine to rub off so that we can go back to being the people that we were two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. For many of you, you have leaned into this work really hard, and it's hard for you to even see some of the change, if you're honest. And so after two years or two and a half years, you're ready to throw in the towel. Others of you, just because of the times we live in and how business goes, you have had to shift and change your budgets around. But for many of you, you have... uh, almost taken the air out of the work because you have asked your leaders, you've kept kept the expectation of diversity and culture work very high, but you have provided your leaders that you told to get it done with very little in order to get it done. That's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting how we keep the standards high, we keep the expectations high, but we will not give the fuel that is actually gonna make it go. Are you playing around with your food? There's a couple of things I want you to think about today. Just three things. In order to get out of this mode of just kind of moving things around and wait until it goes away, playing around, there's three things I want you to do. Number one is I just want you to decide, decide that that this is what you are going to do. Make the decision. Make the decision that your organization, your company, is going to care about cultural diversity work. That's going to care about the um, the rise of multicultural leaders. The second thing is you need to commit to the work. Then, commit. The, the, the vision that you long to see around multicultural work is going, could take a little bit longer than you think, but we have to be committed to it. We have to be committed to seeing the results. And then once we do see the results to continue and recommit to the multicultural future. And then the third thing I want you to think about today is, um, experiment after you decide on it, after you say, this is who we're going to be, what we're going to do, then Experiment. Go, try some things, practice, throw some stuff against the wall, see what sticks, tweak some things, whatever it is. That's what you need to do. Decide, commit, and experiment. Let's, let's stop playing around, y'all. <laughs> it's time to lead. It's time to walk into your future as a multicultural leader and build a multicultural organization. Let's stop playing with our food. Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at nikilearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week.